0: I know there's been a lot of conversation. What's going on? Are we still friends? What's going on with the podcast? And we're here to kind of answer all of your questions one by one. This might get awkward. This might get uncomfortable, but we feel like we owe it to our listeners, our viewership to dive into what's gone on these last couple of months. Well, if you're unsure of who we are, this is Katie speaking right now, and Victoria is silent, so now you know. Um, We host the Moral Hangover podcast. We've been hosting it for two plus years at this point, and we've decided to take a little break because of some recent events that happened between um, the universe, I shall say.
1: The universe. Our manifesting failed us. We made a whole episode about LinkedIn and manifesting and completely failed us.
0: (laughs) No, my manifestations are on the upswing, honestly. They really are. Besides certain areas of my life, the other area ones, they're, they're really going up, but- Let's first dive into the question of why we went on the break and what happened to the podcast, because I know a lot of people have been asking me, been asking Victoria, what is going on since we never really gave a statement. We just kind of paused on social, paused on the pot, on actual putting episodes out weekly. We
1: pretty much ghosted everyone. We We did ghost everyone.
0: (laughs) I think it was karma. I think it was karma for people who ghosted us. We're like, you know what, F you all, we're ghosting
1: it's just like when people make like take a break on social media it's like don't you don't need to announce it like okay just go away but we actually went away and then our friends and family are like Where, where's the podcast yeah and my family's right. like how's how's katie like are you guys gonna do the podcast
0: i think it's because it's the longest break we've ever taken it's been almost four months now we decided to take this break in january i was the one who initiated the break Um, If we want to unpack it a little bit, I initiated it. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was starting a new job. I was letting a lot of the comments from, Every single man I ever talked to about asking me if they're going to be on my podcast really started eating at me. I'm like, does everyone just think I'm going to talk about them on my fucking podcast? So what if we did? I know. I'm like, you would love it either way. Like you would love the clout. Shut the fuck up. You'd probably share the episode on your Instagram story. But it was a mix (laughs) of those things that started getting in my head. And then while this is happening, I'm, I was trying to make TikToks regularly, and then I'm getting negative comments on TikTok. And I just had this moment where I was like, is this what I really want to do? Is this really what I want to do? Is this where I see myself? Can I handle the negativity? Because personally, I think a lot of people think I'm like tough and I'm a hardo, and I'm actually very sensitive. And it was really getting under my skin and it was hurting me. It was making me be like, why would I do this kind of stuff if I'm just getting insulted or people are viewing me the wrong way that I don't want them viewing me as. Mm-hmm. So that, was my, that was my reasoning for stopping it. And then I said to Vic, I said, Hey, can we take a pause? Like, I just feel like I'm not, I'm not in it. I'm not fully in it right now. And that's kind of just my side of the th- thing.
1: No, which is completely valid because I feel like there's just voice in our heads that once you start seeing anything negative on social media, you're like, no, I couldn't, I can't do this anymore. Like it's too much. And that's kind of when you know that you're kind of like on the up and up, When you start getting Mm -hmm. negative comments, as terrible as that is, because once your content is doing well, that means more people are going to engage with it. So that means more comments and you're not going to agree with every comment. And like, I think we both do this. We take everything personally and Mm -hmm. like you can't do that in the in the space.
0: Yeah. And this, this brings me back to this moment. I was FaceTiming this boy who um, did not like my recent Instagram, but we were FaceTiming a few weeks ago. He randomly called me after something just to say hi. And I was like, okay, great. Whatever. You're sexy. Fine. So I answered and he was asking me how my dating life was going. Not sure why. And I was like, you know, it's like not that hot. I was like, it's not that hot. Every single boy I ever talked to says, is this going to be on your podcast? And, um, it's hurtful. And I feel like it doesn't feel like people want to date me for me. They're afraid I'm going to do something public, which obviously I'm like more private now. Like I feel like doing this, you start to learn what's private and what's not private. And he said, you know what? I'm sure Alex Cooper had the same problem when she was in New York, dating in New York. I'm sure she went through the same thing. It kind of goes with the territory. And in that moment, I was like, wow, like you're actually right. I really never thought about the repercussions of the negative sides of social media, like social media, like, I guess you could say like, I don't want to be like fame, but that's essentially what it was. And being such a s- small micro influencer. And when you get like negative feedback, I'm like, who really gives a shit? Like, I was like, I don't think anyone really gives a shit about me, like yeah. doing this kind of stuff. And then I was getting negative feedback from people I've run into or people from high school who were joining my lives and saying nasty things. And I'm like, why do people like, care this much? Like, they're so bothered by me wanting to do something that makes me happy. And I'm like, I don't know. It just started to eat at me, and I was like, you know, Katie, you actually love doing this. This is one of your passions. And then I texted Vic four months later, and I said, like, I want to do this again.
1: And we're back. But I have two things to say about this. Yeah. Of what you just said, first being boys. I'm calling them boys that so you go on dates yes. with that ask that question. <laughs>
0: but I'm- it's even in passing. It's in passing too. Like it'll literally just be like a random person I see that I know of because I share it on my story on Instagram, up' am yeah. like, like, oh my and God. It,
1: if a guy is saying that to you, it's like, are you that insecure? Like, he's not your match. Like, clearly he's insecure if his, what he's thinking is, are you going to talk about me on the podcast? It's like, why yeah. are you plotting what you're going to do to fuck me over? Because if he's a good guy that's like enjoying you, he's not going to be like, oh, are you going to talk about me on the podcast? It's like,
0: yeah. The worst is, and I don't mind, I don't know if you hate me for saying this. There was an instance where, Someone who we know was saying it to another person we know, and it got back to me. That they were in a group setting saying like, oh, I hooked up with a girl that has a podcast. I feel like she's probably going to talk about it. And it's just like shit like that. And it's like, can I just be
1: left alone? Yeah. And then this comes to my second thought.
0: Yeah. Second I'm thought. realizing,
1: and I feel like I'm just coming to terms with it, and I don't simply care anymore, is the people that want to talk badly on you about your social media. Those people, one, are either – insecure so they're projecting their insecurities by putting someone else down or yeah they low-key want to do social media but they're too insecure to actually do it so then they judge others for doing it because my friends that have zero interest in social media and like they see what I do and they're like, oh, that's so cool. Like they have so much support for me and they're never like, oh, that's weird what you put on the internet. The only people that like say things are weird or I ever hear criticizing someone for like starting a YouTube doing TikTok are the people who like, I'm like, you wish you were doing that. And that's why you're yeah. putting them down. Because Agreed. my friends who no don't totally like agree. social media are like, that's so cool you do that.
0: No, completely agree. I think there's a lot of And I think it's just judgment. It's a lot of judgment. But honestly, I got two brand deals like this past week. One is basically the same amount as a paycheck that I would get. So I'm like, honestly, if you want to laugh at me, laugh because I'll be laughing to the bank with my fucking new handbag. So no, but I'm at that point now where I feel better and more secure about what I was doing. But in the in the heat of what I want to call seasonal depression of you know, COVID, working from home, living in a new apartment. Like I feel so lonely moving out of my parents' house. I'm with my thoughts all day. I'm in the four walls of my room every single day while it's dark as shit. And I was like, you know what? Like, is this for me? But I have gone come to terms with like, I'm just going to post whatever I want. And people have something to say. They have something to say because I know who my friends are. But it took me a while to get to that point where I felt, secure enough to actually start doing those kind of things. And I think my new job helps because I have to put myself out there on other social platforms.
1: Growth all around, Katie.
0: No, it is a lot of growth. It is a lot of growth. um, A lot of factors. I think working out honestly is what has gotten me to a good place. I don't just release a lot of endorphins. You feel good about yourself. You get to be social. I really think that's what got me out of a little weird moment.
1: Yeah. Working out, I feel like fixes everything. Since we stopped doing the podcast, that's like the one thing that I'm like, okay, do this for myself. And I think we've both done that. Mm-hmm. So we're so similar. Um, yeah. And it's like a non-negotiable of, of the day. Like it's just part of the work day. And when Has you work to out, happen. you feel so much better.
0: So much better. I was grinding so hard today at Cycle Bar. I was literally sweating <laughs> my dick off at Cycle Bar today, trying so hard. Like It's just my- Stress reliever. My stress reliever makes me look good naked. I mean, it's a bonus.
1: And okay, do you work out with braids in? Because I, well, yeah, because we talked about out. this. Because I was telling cool. you how
0: my hair. No, I look like a sweaty grease ball. You were telling me how I should start wearing my hair in braids because every time I wear it in a ponytail, it starts getting matted underneath because it's touching my sweaty back, and then oh. it gets all naughty because I'm like bopping around. I'm bopping around like a fish out of water <laughs> on the bike, and then it's like getting all <laughs> disgusting. So braids are currently what I'm doing. Um, The people at the cycle bar always make me feel like I'm a celebrity. They're like, you're so cute. You're so this. You're so that. I'm like, you say this to everyone, but I'm going to fucking eat it up because no one else compliments me. So great. Keep it coming.
1: There's literally the two type of people at the gym. It's the ones wearing the sets looking Mm -hmm. cute. You literally are the epitome of that. And then there's me. I just go to the local gym. I brought Andrew there and he's like, this gym just reminds me of like grit. It's like your local old man. I go in the morning and I look horrible, but I'm still getting stares left and right. And you want to know why I know? Because my mom came to the gym with me this oh week. Oh my God. She's on spring break and she's like, my mom's single. So if anyone is in their sixties, knows a male from the New York your area. Your dad, knows- whoever is listening in their dad's single. Mrs. Yeah.
0: Well, does she go by Mrs. Bruno? What do I even, I call her Angela. She still, I never she called- still
1: has the last name Bruno um, oh, okay. because it's a great last name. I wouldn't yeah. change it after the divorce either so putting her back on the market she needs to date again so if anyone is like oh my god my dad my uncle would be a great match for your mom she's a milf she's a milf she's great so she's coming to the gym with me this week because she's on her spring break and she said all the old men here stare at you i'm like it's fucking creepy but i look terrible in the morning so that's my confidence it's kind of that reminds me of the neighborhood i live in it's
0: honestly um, when a local homeless man gives you a look when you're looking really bad,
1: you're like, I still got it.
0: Yeah. I still
1: got it. You're like, I, you're like, I look great really with no makeup on, yeah. sweating, gross. It, it's like, a confident boost that I need every day. It like, is. <laughs> it really is. It really is.
0: Um, let's dive into some of our key points we wanted to talk about in this epi.
1: First, should we address, are we still friends?
0: Good idea. Let's address that. Let's address that before we start getting into other things. Yeah.
1: Let's address the elephant in the room. Are we still friends?
0: We're still friends. We didn't have a breakup. This isn't (laughs) Sophia and Alex. Everyone's like, are they still friends? Are you guys still friends? Like, yeah, we're still friends. Like we've been friends for how many years now? We talk like – every other day, a few times a week. Mm -hmm. I'm really bad at keeping conversations flowing throughout the week. I'm just like, so ADD, like my focus is all over the place, but um, we're still friends. Nothing's happened to our friendship. We've both been very transparent throughout this whole entire process of what we want, what we need. And you have to think about it realistically. Okay. We both have full-time jobs. Yes. When people say nine to five, you're not actually working nine to five. That means you are sometimes getting up earlier than nine to hop on a nine o'clock meeting. You are working until 7 p.m. some nights. Like there's so much of that. And then on top of that, it's when are, when are you working out? When are you seeing friends, making your food, getting outside to get a walk? Um, I'm trying to tap into the influencer space. And like, I have events a few times a week. Like there's so much that's on my plate. And I try to like go on dates. Like, you know what I mean? There's just not humanly enough time all the time. To do things, and that's why we're currently doing bi weekly. We're going to see if we can manage it and then start going to weekly episodes.
1: Yeah, and also, like, we went Katie and I had the same exact job, yeah, and we did the podcast together, so we were like up each other's assholes. I enjoyed every yeah. moment of it, we had so much fun living life, but now, like, we're both in two different jobs, I'm in a different state now, yeah. um, like permanently. And- when she means, when you say state, you mean physical location, not mental state. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Casual I mean, mix up. Officially now, Katie's still in the Philadelphia area. Yeah. And so we don't have the same job and we took a break from the podcast. So It's like we didn't have an excuse to like be up each other's assholes all hours of the day. Like now we're like yeah. normal friends again. Like we're not like co-workers, um, podcasters, friends. Like it was a lot going on at once.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: So now we, like, transition to, like, our normal friendship again.
0: Agreed. And I do think what's going to be different going forward is we're in such different life phases. We are. Like, you're about to – do you want to share or can I
1: talk for you? Is that weird? I can go. Give an Okay, update. you tell us.
0: You tell us, like, your update.
1: To set the scene, when Katie and I stopped doing the podcast, it was, like, the end of January. I was mm-hmm. still, like, super quarantining because there was – um. Whatever the spike in COVID and Katie was going to Miami and living it up, yeah. <laughs> and we were just doing it all during seasonal depression, and we were like, yeah, "What yeah, the hell yeah. is going on in life?" So since then, um, I've had my new job, been good. I've still been working from home, and my boyfriend and I, Andrew, have been looking for apartments. And I feel like this happened. It started like a month ago. I was like, "Oh, let's move in in September." And then one of our friends was like, "I don't think September's like the best time frame to like look for an apartment." I don't know why. I think maybe because it's like a popular time people move. And Andrew's like, "Well, let's just do it now." And I'm like, "Really? Mm-hmm. You want to do it now?" And any moving process in my life has been so traumatic. So the process of moving and looking for apartments drives me insane.
0: And you have to note, you have to note that you still have your apartment in Philly. Oh, yeah. You're fully in New York, living in New York, and you still have an apartment in Philly that you're not using, that you are transporting your stuff from Philly somehow (laughs) to your house or to your new potential home apartment with your boyfriend.
1: Yeah. Left that detail out. Yes. I still have my Philly apartment until the end of June, but- Andrew and I are like, all right, let's just start looking now. We're looking for like a June 1st move in. Um, And it's like, when you're looking for apartments, no one talks about like the difference of like a luxury apartment building or like a normal apartment building or an apartment on top of someone's house. Like there's so many different things. And then like weighing out the pros and cons, like there's no right or wrong answer I'm learning. So like, that's my current dilemma. My other mm. current dilemma in life that I'm going through is money. Yeah. Well, our starting salary in the industry are like, we're not managers, CEOs yet. Uh, so we're just like not making enough money. So I signed up to be an Instacart driver. <laughs> no, please do
0: it. Honestly, it's a great way to make a side cash.
1: Yeah. I haven't done it yet. They keep emailing me that I need to start. They sent me my stuff in the mail and I'm like, okay, is this what I'm going to do on the side? Then like, part of me is like, oh, should I be a realtor? The other side of me is like, I want to do social media and let's make some money from this podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) I think a lot of people don't talk about second jobs that they have because I think so many people have second jobs. They just don't publicize it. All of the girls who work at cycle bar, they all have full-time jobs and they do this on the side. So there's no shame in a second job, do what you need to do. Sometimes I I think about it, but then I'm like, there's no time in the day for me to do that sometimes, but
1: no, yeah, we, I you're doing the influencing stuff is technically like a, you're, that's, you're working towards that being. I mean, that is working. Like, income. yeah,
0: agreed. agree. That is, that is work. Cause it's like a two hour shoot. Then you have to edit. And it's so, you know, it's weird because you, you film all this stuff and then you have to cut it down to 30 seconds. You spend like two hours filming to get the shot and you cut it down to 30 seconds. And you're like, you know, like all your footage, you know, it's just like a weird, it's a weird concept. Um, other. So to give an update on what's going on in my life. So she's, you know, going to be moving with her boyfriend in a very serious relationship. She's in New York. I'm in Philadelphia. I am as single as can be. Um, (laughs) Classic. I'm in this phase where I hate men. I'm like, you're you're my boyfriend or fuck off, honestly. And even with friendships, I'm like, you're either my friend or fuck off. Like, I don't have time for this in-between shit. And I know people always say like, oh my God, girls who are 25 always say they don't have time. Like realistically, I'm so busy during the week That if I want to see someone, like, of course, I'll make time to see them, but I don't want to go on dates with someone if I don't think it's going anywhere. But I've been really good about it. I've been less picky. I've been going for people with good qualities and good hearts, and I've been going on more second dates, trying to give people a chance. But if I don't see something there, then I'm not
1: going to give my time up. Yeah. So... And it's also draining to put your energy into someone who's, like, yeah. not going to give it back. Like, that's why I fully agree with, like, the friends are fuck off and the boys are fuck off. Because <laughs> it's like, that's how I'm feeling with friendships. I'm like, if you're not adding value to my life and my energy, like, I'm not, I'm not going to drain myself to go hang out with you if it's going to make me more upset. Like, I'm going to, I'd rather Agreed. just like, not be friends or not, not be friends, no. but not be, like, consistent. As close. Yeah.
0: No, I completely agree. And there's not really time to fuck around. Like you're like you're working all the time, and then the, the time that you do have to yourself, you have one your goals that you want to do, and then there's like so many other things in between. And I'm like, I, I always go in these phases with dating where I'm like, I want to date, I want to put myself out there, and then I put myself out there, and then I get like either rejected or I get hurt, and I'm like, why the why am I doing this to myself? I'm like, this literally doesn't even make me happy. I do this to try and meet someone. And I'm like, these people like don't appreciate me. Then I'm like, I'm just going to stop. And then I stop. So I go
1: back and forth all the time. Um, you currently have any boys on your burner?
0: Um, my issue is everyone I'm into doesn't live where I live. Yeah, And I always say, I always say my husband's not in Philadelphia. I say that to literally everyone. Um, no, I'm, I do have interest in some people, but they don't live in my state. So realistically, it's like, how am I going to date them? But like, it's also like very preliminary in a few situations. So, you know, we're just, I'm not necessarily dating, but if someone asks me on a date, I'll say yes, and I'll give them a chance. But that's kind of where we're at. Well, yes, under the conditions of, sorry, I have to put this in there. If they, they have to send a confirmation text the day of, so they're not wasting my time. Should
1: we talk about this?
0: No, let's dive into this. Let's, Let's dive into this really quickly. So I've been dabbling in the 30-year-old dating pool. I've been doing it for about a year now. (laughs) Um, You know, it's very interesting. It's very different. I would say when you date someone in your 20s, you're kind of at the same playing field of like career. You're both new in your career. Mm -hmm. And then you date these 30-year-olds and they're so far in their career that they honestly want a girl who like licks their feet. Like they want a girl who was worshiping them. They are bragging about how great they think their jobs are. I'm like, I'm not that kind of girl that's like, oh my God, you're so great. You're so this, you're so that. I'm just kind of sassy. And like when people say those kind of things, I kind of like, give it back to them because I think I'm being funny. Um, maybe yeah. slightly offensive, but
1: funny. So- Well, it's like, yeah, I'm happy you're established in your career. I'd be scared if yeah. you weren't. You don't need to agree. you're superior to me.
0: Yes. I think there's like some kind of superiority that comes into it because one, they do have more money and two, they're higher up. And I do think a lot of guys closely identify to what their jobs are. Like, they can't separate their identity and their job. Let's back up. So- I was talking to a 35 year old in October. Didn't work out for a plethora of reasons. We're not going to dive into that today. Um, then I decided to go on a date with a 34 year old. We had a good first date. Um, I just feel like we were different and wanted different things. I feel like we got along. He was great, but we just wanted different things. Like I think I wanted something more serious and like he wanted something casual and fun. I was like, that's great. That's just not for me. And then most recently, I ran into a 32 year old at a restaurant he asked for my number. I gave him my number. Then he asked me on a date on Monday. And then I don't hear from him until Thursday at five fifteen 15 for seven o'clock date. I'm like, do you think I was just like twiddling my thumbs all day, getting ready for you to text me to confirm? Like, do you think yeah. i was going to roll up there and be like, okay, ready? Like I, like I have a life, like I have a life. Be respectful of my time too. He founded an app. So I think he thought he was hot shit or something. I'm not quite sure. Um, but I was like, you can't just wait to text me till five o'clock. Like I don't live in the city. It's going to take me an hour to get there. It's going to take me an hour to get ready. I have a full day of work. Like, what are you expecting here? It's this responsible. You can do time. is Text me. Yeah. Like, everyone's like- on their phone every single hour of the day. But then some guys are like, well, you could have texted him first. Like, geez, that's who I'm going to wipe his ass too. Like what? Like, no, no you can text me wow. first. You're courting me. This is the beginning of dating that's the when you courting. put your best, your best foot
1: forward there's yes. a lot of like no effort I'm like oh my god it's horrible yeah and it's not like we've talked about this before you don't want the guy to be like your pen pal on text the week before the date so because then that takes away any combo you can have on the date but, like at least like the day up, send so like hey is tonight so good for you So yeah, so so simple, even on on your way to work, when you wake up, I, I need to list out
0: the things that I've been noticing, um, in my personal dating life that I need to make everyone else aware of. Okay. So number one, the confirmation text, like a lot of people don't send confirmation texts the day of. And personally, I'm not driving anywhere to see someone and then have them not be there and be stood up. Like, sorry, not doing that. Number two, the loose plans. So many guys make loose plans or they're like, um, there was this one guy who was really cute that I actually reached out to first and we were going to hang out on a Saturday and I don't hear from him until that Saturday that we're hanging out. And he's like, oh, are we still doing something tonight? I'm like, I didn't hear from you. Like, didn't hear from you. You didn't tell me a place. You didn't tell me a time. like, I'm not just reserving my Saturday for you for, to do God knows what. I don't even know. So those are my top two. I'm trying to think of anything else. Or the texting. They'll want to keep texting and texting, but no one will be like, okay, like, let's go on a date. No one will initiate it after we're just, like, continuing to have small talk. I'm like, bro, I can't have small talk I'll fucking die. I barely text my friends back. Like, I can't keep texting you back.
1: And then they don't ask you on a date.
0: No, they just want to keep small talking. And I'm
1: like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And in those situations, those are the guys that add you on Snapchat. And they just want to be Snapchat friends and never ask you on a date. And to those men, yeah. say goodbye.
0: No, we say fuck off. We literally say fuck off. We say boyfriend or fuck off. Um, I really well, think- hope the boys that are talking to me listen to this. I wonder if they'll be able to identify themselves.
1: <laughs> I hope they listen. And if they're the one, they'll be like, I loved your episode today. Like, keep up the hard work. Can't wait to see you at Kim K level. That's the <laughs> okay, guy we need. No, no. And I say no, we that, as that in totally, like us.
0: That totally is the guy we need. But I don't know if that's. Um, what's going on, but can I have one final thought about the whole dating thing? Yes. Okay. So I started reading how to not die alone by Logan Yuri And I what really want to get her on how to not die alone by Logan Yuri Okay. And I really want to get her on the pod eventually to interview her because my sister says that book's the reason she fell in love. My sister's in like a six month long relationship as of right now. She hasn't dated someone for like 10 years. Um, and her guys like a really great catch and so I start reading it. And I think, you know, I get so wrapped, we get like, just people in general get so wrapped up in, you know, looks and, you know, everything else that comes along with it, that we start to think that we need. And we like fantasize about these people who we think we know things about and we don't. And it basically realigns like what you should be looking for in people and, are they reliable? Are they consistent? Are they making you feel anxious? Are they making you feel okay? Are they making you feel secure? And it really made me realize how much I now knew Katie looks so much for consistency and communication over old Katie. I think of some of my behaviors from like two years ago where people would treat me like shit and I would just like stick around. Like, I would this stick is great. Around, still be obsessed with them. They wouldn't text me and I'd be like on an anxious high about it. And now I'm like, no, like I don't want that feeling. Like I want to know you're here for me and like you communicate that. And if not, like I don't want that.
1: That is such a good mindset. I remember Katie two years ago and if a boy didn't text you back, you would like delete the text, block him immediately. If it wasn't I think I still- 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes could go by. <laughs> well, cause I, I get really
0: anxious. I get really anxious yeah. and I get really upset when I feel rejected. And I think it goes back to like, you know, me being a middle child and whatever it goes back to. But now if someone does something I don't want, I just really try my best to like not block them. I might delete the text just so I don't have to look at it and so I don't yeah. have to respond again. But I'll just like, I'll try to just let it slide. I don't know. rejection just really hurts for me.
1: I think it hurts for everyone. It's like, yeah. why don't you like me?
0: Yeah, so- we're just on growth. We're on growth. We're not going for looks anymore. I was going for the really hot guy for a while. And the thing with the really hot guy is everyone is throwing themselves at them. Literally Uh everyone. And they have so many people to choose from. Like they don't give a shit about you. They're just riding the wave. You have to go for the late bloomers is my new motto.
1: Yeah. Especially like in Philly, I feel like when there's a hot guy in Philly, he thinks that he is, like, God's gift. Yeah, gift to the world. And he totally lets that get in his head. It's, like, you need to find a guy that, like, is good-looking, has a good personality, but, like, it's not to his head yet.
0: Well, that's why you have to get these people who were, like, formerly fat or had a lisp. Yeah, someone who's humble. Someone who's humbled. Like they had had some kind of experience that humbled them. So I was listening to a podcast today. I was listening to Girls Gotta Eat and they were talking about short men. And they were saying short men had to cultivate personalities, whereas these tall, attractive men didn't. So these short men are more thoughtful, more caring because they had to be. Whereas these tall, like Jacob Elordi's, like they don't give a shit. They just walk around and people throw themselves at them. Something I realized about myself yesterday when I was with Andrew. What are you going to say? <laughs> that you like short kings? Do you have a history of short
1: kings? I was looking back at boys that I've had crushes on in my lifetime, and I go for the short guys. When I'm five, six, I was literally in elementary school, like one of the tallest girls. Traumatizing when they put you in the front of the line or when they put us in height order. Height order, yeah. That really traumatized me as a kid because I was like the back of the line. Um, But besides that, Andrew and I knew like the same people I went to elementary school. He was like, oh, did you have a crush on that boy? Because I'm always telling Andrew like as a joke, like boys in elementary school. I'm like, oh, like I like that boy in elementary school. Like it's playful. He's like, oh, did you like that boy? I was like, no, actually like that boy. But now that I think about it, he was the shortest boy in my class. Yeah, I just think I always like short boys when I'm tall. Yeah, I don't know why you do that. I I don't like.
0: I don't think I've ever liked show guys unless they had swag. If they have swag, like my mom always says. So my mom always thinks like my ex boyfriend really wasn't cute. Like she says that all the time. So like, David doesn't hear this. He probably won't. But she like always says like that. And she's like, Katie, you get so wrapped up on this. And she's like, your ex boyfriend was like five eight and like
1: he had swag though I was like that's what everyone else doesn't have yeah. is swag you're right he, but he was having ball. too much
0: swag he was swagging around with too many people but there was swag
1: <laughs> no exactly like I don't know like
0: the confidence
1: yeah so I think you maybe you got to go for a short king don't Stop writing men off that are under six foot. Is on. No, saying. I've
0: actually been really good about. It. I've been going on dates a lot of short people lately.
1: Okay, wow, improvement. Like I
0: went to a lot of short people.
1: <laughs> I had a moment over the weekend because Andrew and I went to a wedding, and I'm like pulling up the pictures for reference, and like every picture we took is just hideous because he's shorter than me. Not that well, much. tell him to get on his tippy toes. Also. That's what I said. I was like, can you please get on your tippy toes? Cause I was in heels. <laughs> it was unfair to him because in theory, I'm five, yeah. six, he's five, seven. He likes to say he's five, eight, because I don't know, boys like to put it Boys always themselves. fucking
0: round up yeah. and
1: everything. <laughs> up. And so I was wearing heels and he's like, well, why did you wear heels? I'm like, well, I'm not going to not wear heels. What,
0: you're going to roll up in sneakers in your fucking Air Force Ones? No, we're at a wedding.
1: Yeah. So if we do get engaged. I, I got to wear flats on my wedding day. Which no, no. Or you I have to, to make learn how a to pose. I need to do some, like, I need to have Andrew and I stand in front of a mirror and practice poses that, like, makes a um, short king and a tall queen look good together. Like, no. I think Joe Jonas is shorter than whoever he's married to. Yeah, Sophie
0: oh. Turner. No, I yes. think you need to get him to wear platform shoes so you can wear a heel. It's your day. The wedding's for the girl. It's not for the guy. They're just yeah. there.
1: Or even events that we go to that I can post a cute picture on the gram that I'm not like hunched over because I'm like trying just to- Just like, bring a stool with you
0: everywhere you go. Just bring a little um kitchen stool and just pop it open when you're ready for a picture. Be like, hey, get on this.
1: When we move in, I'm going to just like get like him platform shoes with like an extra inch and he's not even going to notice the difference.
0: Yeah, you should. Please <laughs> don't notice things it. like that. I don't think they notice anything, but just interesting. It was an interesting podcast. Big fan and Girls Gotta Eat.
1: Yeah, what are your podcasts right now that you've been listening to?
0: I've really been liking You Up by Betches. I really, really like it. I cackle to myself in my room when I listen to it. It's a comedian and a – it's a male and a female. And people write in, like, what's going on in their life. And I just think about how sometimes these girls are, like, so naive. Like, oh, he told me he's busy. Like, we just moved to the same city. But, like, he keeps telling me he's busy. And I'm like, who the fuck is writing this? Like, do you not get it? Um. But no, they always have like funny commentary. I like that. I like Girls Gotta Eat. I like We Women at Acme. You're on like the dating
1: podcast. Kit. I'm
0: on the dating podcast. I honestly sometimes wish like this was a dating podcast because I would love to just share my theories and
1: thoughts with everyone. We can have a Katie dating segment.
0: I know, but then I would just be talking about my dating life and I would be like, you're the problem. I'm like, I'm not ready to hear that yet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like you're I know I say weird shit and then I'm like, fuck, why'd you do that? How about you? What's your current podcast of the moment?
1: I've been listening to, I went through a bachelor phase, like just listen to every bachelor recap possible. So I still listen to Kalen Bristow's off the vine. And then I listened to sometimes chicks in the office and I still listen to call her daddy. A lot of people. I have stopped listening to call her
0: daddy. I don't know
1: why. I like it. I don't know why I just, it sounds weird, no, but I see okay. a lot of myself in Alex.
0: <laughs> really? I think she's so unlikable. So I am
1: shocked. You just said that out loud. Like I find her very unlikable. No, because I think like the core of like who she is, like not any of like the sex stuff. I feel like we have like similar interests because like she'll post like all the like YouTube videos that she used to make as a joke when she was a kid. And she went to Boston University, wanted to study communication. Like she always wanted to like do stuff in media and like here she is doing it. And mm-hmm. that part of her life I really like because I'm like, I may, used to make YouTube videos when I was younger and I went to school to study like communications. I see someone who really like wanted those dreams and like worked to get to them. So that part of her I like. Okay. I get really deep with people that I follow. I'm like, oh, I absolutely love them. Which, okay, I need to add while we're here. Last week. I went to Tea with Publicity's live show with my friend Lindsay, our friend from Drappy Jaws podcast. And we back met- it up.
0: So, people who don't know Tea from Publicity, she's a Barstool sports podcast. Her name's like Alyssa. You guys have probably seen her on Instagram. Like, I follow her. She has dark hair. Okay, keep going. Cause I feel like yeah. that's, this is gonna make sense now, what you're gonna say.
1: Yes. Love her TikToks too. And yeah, so she's someone from Barstool. And when we were there, there were so many other Barstool people there. Like Brianna Chicken Fry was there. Jordan Woodruff. RJ Peters was there who we had on the podcast. Yeah. A lot of people from TikTok there. And I was like shaking. I was so nervous. Well, shameless
0: plug. Brianna Brianna Chicken Fry has been on the podcast. So is Jordan Woodruff. Keep going.
1: And I was so scared to go up to them. And Lindsay was like, just go up to them. Just go up to them. And I went up to Brianna. Wait, can you set the scene? Because when you were texting
0: this to me, so are you guys all sitting? Like, this is before the show started. So they're all in the front row. Or where are you sitting?
1: It was at City Winery. And it was in, like, the loft. So basically, like, imagine, like, a restaurant with a stage. Okay. So, but imagine, like, a family dinner with, like, eight people, maybe. And, like, there were, like, eight tables all connected in a row. Like, all next to each other. So... You guys are we all in- sitting at tables. Yes. Okay. So the s- table Lindsay and I sat at was right next to the reserve table where all the influencers sat. So they were like behind us. So before the show, they all were sitting down like none of them had security, like it was like chill vibes. And I went up to Brianna. I was like, hi, I don't know if you remember me, but you came on my friend and I's podcast the moral hangover she's like yeah I remember you like that was one of the first things like I did in my career like how are you guys how's the podcast like where are you living now like asking me questions rather than just like uh she could just say oh thank you it's so nice to like finally meet you in person like she yeah, engaged in conversation and I was just like blown away at how nice everyone that I spoke to was it was just so refreshing because after the show Alyssa she does an after party because she likes to meet everyone. So technically at this after party, like her guests that she had on the show were Remy Bader, Sarah Miller from Summer House, and then Greg Grippo and Andrew Spencer from The Bachelor. Greg Grippo is so hot. Beautiful. Saw them all in person. So they're all <laughs> at the- they're all at this after party. I could go up to talk to all of them. I didn't know what to say, so I didn't go up to them. We said hi to Alyssa. She was like, thank you so much for coming. I met her parents. I was oh like,
0: the,
1: it was like the best thing very ever intimate. This
0: is very intimate.
1: It, it was a very intimate show. And I think that's how she likes to do it. And I was just so, everyone was so nice. Like Jordan ran up to us. She was a thank, like, so good to meet you in person. How's Katie doing? LA influencers are not this nice. It's the New York ones. Yeah. It's the East Coast. I feel like East Coast, like, knows their roots. They're still real. And, like, LA influencers just remind me of, like, the glitz, the glam. I love both. But I was just, like, I loved how down to earth everyone was.
0: I think it really depends. I think it really depends. Um, Yeah.
1: Some people are just nicer than others. Like. Yeah.
0: And also, like, the niceness is what's going to help the business. You know what I mean? Like, they're still employees. Like, they still work at Barstool. It's not like they. That's a good No, point. they're not the Kim K level where they work for themselves. Like they're still employed and have to perform and have to have fans and followers
1: to be yeah. employed. But it is refreshing because like we've met people before on this podcast who was kind of like we were like a little let down because we're like, oh yeah.
0: Like, we're like, who the fuck I, do you think? I you didn't want to meet this. <laughs> I, don't meet yeah. your heroes. No, it's so it's like, and it's so funny because people ask me about certain people that we've had on the podcast, they're like, What how was it? And Sometimes I say, like, oh, it was good. I just don't know if I'd be friends with them in real life. Which you can kind of tell, like, who you vibe with and who you don't vibe with. Like, whoever you vibe with isn't necessarily who I'm going to – who I like. And I'm sure it would have been the same if I went to, like, publicity. Like, I'm sure there would have been people I loved more than other people. Just like, you can, like, feed off their energy. Yeah.
1: So if she ever has a show in Philly, we need to go. Can I we- would love
0: to go. Brianna was very nice when we had her on, but she, she like, intimidates me. So – I'm happy that she was nice. I think Jordan like comes off like a sweetie. So I think everyone thinks she's nice. Um, yeah. But Brianna definitely gives me like edgy, intimidating vibes. So I'm yeah. happy she was nice and like asked you questions
1: and was interested. I know she was like nicer in person than I expected, which is just, it's refreshing. It is. That the people I put my time into consuming their content, like you want them to be a good person.
0: Yeah. No, agreed. Totally agree. But any final thoughts before we wrap up the epi? No. Okay, well, you guys know the drill. Um, follow us at the Mall Hangover podcast. We're having new episodes every other Monday. We're still friends. We're still doing this, just, just, just on our time. And I think that really sums it up. Did I miss anything?
1: Follow our TikToks.
0: Yeah, we're on TikTok too. My personal TikTok, if you want to follow me, is at Katie Dombrowski, same as my Instagram. Do you want to share yours? Since you made a new one, so I think you should I did. Share it.
1: Since we stopped the podcast, I was like, all right, time to make a new TikTok. I don't want all the people who know me from home to follow me, even though I know I come up on everyone's for you page, but it's <laughs> it's, it's hard being famous. You know, it's tough. The worst is like when you're with people, they're like, you came up on my for you page. It's like, why do you have to say it like that? Well, why didn't you like it? It's like, why didn't you engage with the content? My God. Yeah. Like assholes. But yeah, whatever. If you want to engage with our
0: content, follow us there. Okay, perfect. Well, we love you all and thank you so much for coming on this journey with us and we'll chat not this Monday but the following. Bye. All right, bye everyone.